0: I hesitated for almost thirty seconds when I saw the broken bottle, but in the end it was too risky, and I just put the trash can lid back over the barrel and made my way back to the truck. There were a few people in the park, and it was hard not to feel embarrassment at their stares. I didn't mind the damned jumpsuit, but the stenciled black lettering that announced to the world I was a prisoner seemed to burn shame into my chest. The break was starting when I arrived and the deputy handed each of us a sack lunch that was certain to have two slices of old bread, a very thick slice of lunch meat, a packet of mustard, a half pint of milk, and either a bag of carrots or a small container of something, someone somewhere called coleslaw. I sat down next to Toby, a mountain of a man who'd first impressed me as far smarter than he let on while we waited to check in at the little bench on Friday evening at 6.45, and I heard him talking on his cell phone and explaining to someone about construction financing and the whole idea of an escrow account and inspections to release milestone funds. He was checking in because of a DUI. In fact, everyone was checking in because of DUIs, except for me. There were about nine men altogether, and eight of them were there because they couldn't stop drinking and driving. Eight of them checked in every weekend because they posed a hazard to other drivers. I just let them believe I was there for the same reason. I didn't want the broken bottle. It held no value to me at all. In fact, if anything, it seemed scary. A reminder of the violence I might undergo from 7 o'clock every Friday until 6 o'clock every Sunday for 19 weeks total. Not quite two full days, but because of when we arrived and left, and because of the mandatory good behavior time, each weekend counted as five days, so that with the time I'd spent when I was arrested... My hundred-day sentence would be completed in only forty-two. The bottle held no value to me, but it held value to others, others who'd pay for it with chips and ramen noodles and juices and coffee, the currency of the jail. It was too risky, but since I already had the pack of cigarettes my son had left in the park for me, it was a bit superfluous anyway. It was almost impossible to be caught smuggling something in when we returned from work duty. We always returned at just about the time dinner was being served, and we were a horrible inconvenience to the guards on Saturdays and Sundays, a break from the regular routine. We got a cursory examination, and that was it. Hell, they'd strip-searched us on week three because they had to perform strip-searches once a month, and actually left while we got undressed. My clothes were in a little pile in front of me, and so were the cigars I'd brought. The deputies came back in, made some jokes about our penises, "'and left so we could get dressed. "'I handed the cigars to the guy who ran the whites "'and told him I wanted coffee and soups and snacks until I left. "'Most weeks, though, there wasn't anything so risky.'